don't you? <laughs> you know, we're going to look at something. We're coming into the holidays. I want you to pull out your Bibles. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 2. Now, let me tell you what's happening in the Bible, Elder Becker. We start with Genesis. And when we start with Genesis, we're being told that the king is coming. We walk on through Genesis and we get to Enoch and we, Enoch is telling the folks that the king is coming. We get through Exodus and the people are being delivered from slavery and we're still told that the king is coming. We get through Exodus and now the walls of Jericho are falling down and we hear all of these conflicts between the Israelites and the people in the community and we're still told the king is coming. We get through these prophets, Elijah and Elisha and miracles and everything is happening and, 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 and we're still told the king is coming. Isaiah and Jeremiah through Lamentations, we get the same message, the king is coming. We get all through this, but then when we get to the book of Matthew, Matthew is no longer telling us that the king is coming, that the king is going to be showing up, that the king is about to make an appearance. Matthew starts with chapter one saying the king is here. Y'all, this, this is an exciting thing, but we got to talk about it. If the king is coming, We've been told that, they've been learning that, hearing that through the generations. But by the time we get to Matthew chapter 2, something's wrong. Turn to your Bibles, Matthew chapter 2. We're going to do this. And I, I, want you to, I want you to appear in my mind how I read some of these texts in the Bible that, that, that we talk about. Sister Winston, I want you to see what, how I look at this. I read this and it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Who's Herod? I, I didn't hear you. Who's Herod? Okay, okay. And, and it says, Behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem. So, so there, you get that they're from outside of the network, right? They're they not a part of the, the church community. They're not part of this established region at all. So, so we get that they came to see Herod the who? And we get that they're not from the country. They're aliens to what they're, the place that they're coming to. And then it says, saying in verse 2, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now, we're going to do this like a Sabbath school class just for a second because I, 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 I got to ask this question. Somebody get, uh, uh, I, I need some microphones. Get, get the microphones ready. I need, I need a microphone too. What? <laughs> Do you, uh, what do you catch in this text? You just heard me read it. If you got your Bibles open, you can see it for yourself. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? What's wrong with that text? Ah! 
give her a microphone. Just to get, run a microphone to her. Get somebody run it. Run that microphone. Sister Carol, run it. <laughs> Sister Carol can run. Um, I said, <laughs> See that? If he's a king, it should already be proclaimed. They shouldn't be asking for him. They should have already known. Stay right there. Stay right there. Who are they coming to ask where the king is? I guess the citizens of the country are the king. Wait, wait, wait. Who? The citizens of that country. Or the they, king. Ca they came where? From a foreign land. But where did they come to? They come to the king. They came to Herod, and Herod the too. King. The king of that land. No, no, wait, wait. So where are you going to find the king? In the palace, right? And catch this, catch this text. They came to where the king should be. They're speaking to a person that wears the title of what? Asking the sitting king. They came to where the king was supposed to be. And when this thing, I'm gonna call him a thing, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm gonna call him a thing, I'm gonna be disrespectful. They came and this thing presents himself as the king, they are confused. They do not address him as king. They say, where can we find the king? I, I, I wanna set this up because I want you to see what you, the dynamics that we're dealing with here. <laughs> They're coming. See, some of us get discouraged because people are in jobs that we are supposed to have. They're in positions that are supposed to be ours. We've been praying about something and somebody is sitting in our seat. Somebody is sitting in our space. We get discouraged sometimes as Christians because we know there has been an anointing, but where is the appointed? These folks know Somebody else has been anointed to be king. What is this thing standing in front of us? You, 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 you feeling it now? So when we look at this, they're coming. How is Herod supposed to feel right now? They say in that we have come to worship who we know to be the king. We didn't come to worship you. We didn't come to honor you. We didn't come to, come to they, do you know how surprised these guys are? They came to, to the palace looking for the king of the Jews. They're coming probably saying, I know we late y'all, but can we still get into the party? How surprised are they to find would you say nobody's home? Do you know one of the texts I mentioned last week, remember it said the men of Nineveh, when they come up in the resurrection, are going to be shocked and dismayed that we had a greater prophet than they did and did not answer. So when we look at this text, Herod was by secular standards, a very successful king of the day. 
He rebuilt the temple of Jerusalem, meaning that everybody that helps to build up the church ain't about the church. I, 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 I just I want you to just pay attention to what's been, been, been here. Herod was known for expanding the temple. See, just because, and we have to make it clear, bad people can do good things. They just got a bad purpose for doing the good thing. So, so they come to the place thinking that they would find the king. They find somebody else sitting in the king seat. And I want you to look at verse 3. You looking at verse 3? Verse 3 says, now you already got the dynamic here. Herod is, Herod is not comfortable with this situation at all. How do we know that? The next verse tells us all we need to know. Sister Pauline, it tells us all we need to know in the next verse. It says, when Herod, the king, it's like reminding you, <laughs> he got to remind you who the king is, right? When Herod, they know who they're talking to. They are talking to the king and just skipping right over him. Show us the real king. And when Herod, the king, had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Now, we're going to break this text apart because this, this text is deep. So, so, so first, let's break this down. We still got microphones out here, right? We still got microphones out here. We, we need microphones. All right, so who is the subject of this text? Go ahead. King Herod, yes. And King Herod is what? He's the king. And what is his emotional state right now? It says he's troubled. He's worried. He's bothered. What's bothered him? That he's heard information that somebody else, I'm talking direct, y'all, y'all, I'm talking to Sterling right now. He's worried because somebody else is telling him that the real king is what? The real king is here. And he knows it ain't him. And he ain't feeling good about it. He's troubled about it. But there's something else in this text, y'all. What are we missing in this text? Then all the folks with him. All Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, I never paid attention to this before. I always thought it was just Herod and his, you know, his, his top folks, you know. This information has now gone viral. Yes. <laughs> People are talking about it. It's spread throughout the whole city. Herod now is in danger of losing control of the throne. The word is, y'all remember, some of y'all, some of y'all too young to remember. Y'all remember when it's getting ready to turn 2000 and everybody was losing their minds. The world's going to go crazy because the clocks don't know how, the computers don't know how, when it turns to zero, zero. Everything's gonna go crazy. Y'all remember? Y'all remember? It was and the Mayans, the you know the Mayans in Mexico had predicted that 2000 was gonna be the end of the world. 
were losing their minds in 1999. Y2K. What, what do we call this? Y200. <laughs> we got here now. It's gone viral. Social media of its day has taken control. They, they, every, the, 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 the conspiracy theorists are talking. Everybody is talking about it. King Herod is troubled and the city, everyone in this city is troubled because no matter what side of the coin you are, something is about to change. See, here's the problem with change. You either gonna embrace it or you gonna resist it. Some people are nervous even about good change. What does this mean now? Herod no longer king. Now, if you got a good job and everything's working for you under this king, you ain't looking forward to something changing with a new king. And if things aren't good for you, which it wasn't for most of them, they're going to be troubled because now they're like, why? When are we going to get this thing happening? Remember, there were zealots already looking for a change to take place. Herod has a problem. This is now affecting now his ability to lead. It's affecting how he, his legacy is going to be presented. Basically, these wise men, because remember, the kingships went to the children. Herod had, Herod had kids. These wise men are saying, we know these no good kids you have are the king. Where is the real king that we can worship? The information has gone viral. What does, now, this is a problem. Because what it says to the people are, these stories we've been hearing about all of our lives may be true. The Messiah is here. People are coming to find him. And sometimes, you know what? We don't sometimes believe stuff until we hear it from somebody else. We don't believe our own parents. We don't believe our own brothers and sisters. But you let somebody outside of the family say something, now you're going to pay attention to it? They've been hearing these prophecies for years and years and years. We know Herod knew about Christ by what happens in these next texts. He just didn't know where and when, right? So look at this next text, verse, verse, verse four. And when he had gathered all of the chief priests, now right there, I don't just want any priest. I want the ranking officials. We got to get to the bottom of this thing. I don't want somebody that's got to dang, got to check you in with somebody else. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm so rude when I, medical professionals, please forgive me. I'm probably the worst patient anybody will see. And when they, when they tell me it's a teaching hospital and they I don't want to see no physician assistant. I ain't looking for no physician's assistant. Once you tell, once I see, the, I don't see the right uh, MD, whatever is supposed to be after your name. No. Well, we're a teaching hospital. We'll go teach them how to find the doctor. 
and send, <laughs> send me the doctor. I, I, want, I want to get my information. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't want to hear it from somebody that's got to check with somebody else to make sure they were right. No, you ain't uh, teaching hospital, but you ain't learning your lessons with me. I want somebody already knows. <laughs> y'all know y'all the same. <laughs> he wants the chief priests and scribes. Now, not just any scribes, chief precedes both of them. I want the chief priest and your top scribes. Why? Look what it says. Of the people together, he wanted them all in the same place. I don't want to hear one say something and then something say something else. Uh-uh. All y'all in the same room. We're going to work this thing out now. I need my information immediate. There ain't going to be no, I'm getting back to you. Bring whatever you need, scrolls. Whatever you got to have, bring it now. Because I want to know. What does he want to know? He says he demanded. Now, back in those days, if a king makes a demand, what you think is going to happen? We've seen this over and over again, right? Didn't, didn't uh, Daniel and his buddies, their lives were in jeopardy because the king was demanding. Pharaoh in court, which I, he, he wasn't asking for it. I'm demanding an interpretation. Here, King Herod is demanding of these guys, these folks, information. And what he says is, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. He doesn't question whether the prophecy is true. Now, understand this. He knows the truth. He doesn't ask, can we check to see if this prophecy is correct? That's not what he asked. He demanded to know where it is that the king is supposed to be. Right? And they said unto him, now this is what gets me. They don't spend a lot of time having to search this because they already know. Do you, do you see this? We know when they have to take time because Daniel and his buddies say, hey, can you give us a moment? They had time to kind of work it through, think about it. Lord gave them the interpretation. These guys knew right away. Look what it says. It says, and they said unto him, not one of them. This isn't like one wise man in the group. This is, they all knew. If they all knew, why weren't they talking about it? Why weren't they telling it? Why weren't they setting up? Why weren't they ready? Why weren't they doing what these wise men, these aliens were doing from another place? Why were they not getting ready for the king? It says, and they said unto him, they knew exactly. Do you see this? They knew exactly where the king was supposed to be. They said, and unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Somebody turn to Malachi 5 verse 2. Malachi 5 verse 2. I want somebody to read Malachi 5 verse 2. Huh? Micah. Micah, I'm sorry. 
See, Deacon Stewart, you're going to read it. See, he already knew the text I was talking about. Give him the microphone. Micah 5, verse 2. See, he knew it by heart. He knew right where it was. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, thou that be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is, to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth has been from old, from everlasting. Now, to me, this is a scary thing. The leaders in the church... The scribes that work for more than just the church, they, I think my mic is going, oh, okay. They are supposed to be the ones to know, to keep people informed. They have the information and they have been sitting on it the whole time. We do the same when we have the truth and we don't tell it. We do the same when the Lord has done something for us and we don't share it. We do the same when we're not telling the good news to people about what God is doing and what God is. We rob God of his chance to get his glory. See, it's not about, uh, about being proud and being boastful. That text says, let your light shine. I gave you a light. It's supposed to shine. When you look at the text before it, it says, this is Matthew 5, verse 15. He says, you are a city on a hill. I put you so you can be seen. I put you on top so that people can look up to you, but not to you. Because I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to do with that position I'm giving you. Let your light so shine among men that they may see you your good works and glorify me that's what the text says that's what it says they have been robbing God of his glory and until somebody else for a wrong reason wanted to know it's the first time they say it the only reason why it got out because a bad king wanted information to protect him in his bad stuff. So, so, Micah 5.2 is what they're referencing. And then verse 7 in Matthew chapter 2, verse 7. Let's read this. It says, then Herod, when he had, what's that word? What does that mean? Somebody look it up. Tell me what it means. Uh, look up the definition, P-R-I-V-I-L-Y. This is, this is critically important to the understanding and the impact of this text. What? Oh, Daniel, get, where's the microphones? Who got a microphone? You don't have a microphone, Daniel? You got, take mine. Read. In a secret way. Uh-oh. Is that what it said? Did anybody get a different definition? Secret? Go ahead. What? It's pretty much the same thing, sharing in the knowledge of something secret or private. Okay. So 
Herod has learned a lesson. Y'all gave me this first information out in the open, and it's like it gone viral on me. Everybody's talking about it. I got to downplay this thing now. I don't need nobody else getting more information till we can get our arms around this. This is called a cover-up. No, no, this is the cover-up. You get it, right? This is the cover-up. He can't let this information just keep running. He's got to now do what he can to put this thing down because he doesn't want the king. Daniel, you said what again? So let's read this text with that understanding now. Then Herod, in a secret way, called the wise men and inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. <laughs> now, this, this, let's, let's, let's look at this a second. He ain't playing. He, he's, not, he's not asking now general questions. Herod is now keyed in on this because Herod's a smart dude now. Herod now is king. Listen, Herod is a guy that figured out how to be king when the Roman emperor has now conquered their nation. He was smart enough to figure out how to make alliances to put himself on a throne that was not his. This is no dumb guy. He's now asking diligent questions with purpose. Why is it important to know what's time when the star appeared? Oh, did y'all 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 didn't hear what she said? Y'all hear? Y'all want me to repeat it? She said. She said. <laughs> if you know when the star appeared, you know when he was born. And if you know when he was born and where he was born, then what better chance do you have now to find him? But wouldn't this be information you would think he would want everyone to know? No. He wants to know. Why? Because he's got a plan. Now, 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 look at this next, look at this next, look at this next thing. He, and he sent them. Now, I want to see if anybody catches this. I'm, I'm going to read this text. And he sent them to Bethlehem, which is the place that what? The star predicted, right? Or, or the prophecies predicted. And he said, go and search diligently for the young child. Ah, I know he's not an infant now. I know how old he is. I know what you should. Go search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. <laughs> We're going to put a circle around that last piece. Let's put a circle around that. We're coming back to that. 
with the first part of it. And he sent them to Bethlehem. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? And he sent them. Why didn't he go or what else? Why didn't he send his guys with them? Why didn't he? Right. Because, see, he can't afford now to have a king entourage or dispatch a unit because you know all the conspiracy theorists now are watching this. It's already gone viral. Once they see a troop or the king's guard or a, 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 a scouting group go out, now everybody's got it now. Oh, we know it's got to be something to it because the king dispatched. He's he got to keep this down. he got to keep this down. He's, he's zeroed in on where they need to go. He's zeroed in on how old the child is going to be. He's zeroed in on what they should be looking for. And, but he got to keep this thing quiet. Yeah, he can't send any of his people because I'm going to just be honest. I'm going to just be honest. I'm going to be transparent. His people are like me. They can't keep no secret. If you tell me it's your birthday, I'm going to tell it. I'm just, I'm just saying. If you, if you get married in secret, don't tell me. It's going to come out. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, I ain't going to tell none of your personal dirty business. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. But if you got stuff that I think is exciting, I can't, I can't don't tell me. I can't be held responsible if that gets out if you tell me, right? So, so he knows who he's dealing with in his court. If I tell anybody, especially, you know, one thing I learned in the city of Philadelphia when I worked for the mayor, the police are the biggest gossips that you'll ever find. They can't keep nothing secret. It goes like, I love them guys to death, but they can't keep no secrets. It's a refrigerator. So, so... So he's not sending his guys. He can't keep it under wraps if he sends out an official expedition. So he tells them in secret, go diligently. Now, why would he have to say diligently instead of just go see if you can find the young child? So, wait, wait, who said it? I said, make sure you find him. Make sure you got the right one. Make sure, diligently, take your time. I want you to do what you can to find him. But see, what Herod misses is something that Jesus said. He's sending them to find the physical Jesus. <laughs> He's sending them to find the thinking that if he uses them to search the physical town, for the physical Jesus that he will find them. But my Bible says is search the scriptures. You think you search the scriptures because when you search the scriptures looking for everlasting life, when you search them, who you going to find? <laughs> you going to find Jesus. You're going to go look for a child. You're going to go look for a body 
in a physical place, but instead of searching the town, you need to search the word. You want to find me? Read the word. You want to find me? Read the prophecies. You want to find me? Understand the scriptures. Jesus told his parents when they lost him later in life, why were you, where, where else did you think I was going to be but the church? If you knew me, you knew where I would be. <laughs> look, look. He says, what, he says, he says, when you diligently search him, and when you have found him, Bring me word again. Go, find him, then come back and bring me word. Now, I'm going to tell you how my mind works when I read this. We didn't get to the last part of this yet. He sent them out on a secret mission that no one knows about. Right? Is that correct? He wants them to come back in secret to let him know what they found. What do you think is happening to them when they come back? <laughs> I, I can see the interviews now. Hey, uh, uh, whatever town they came from, a country, uh, three of our guys were supposed to come out here, and you can hear his people saying, well, last we saw them, they went on, out, you know, to Bethlehem. We, we haven't seen them since. He's got to keep the cover-up going. Go when you find word. Bring that word back to me. But he can't leave it at just that. Because these wise men do not think this is supposed to be a secret. They came to a public place looking for the public God. They came to the public palace looking for the public king. Herod can't leave it with everything being in secret. So now he says, what? So that I can do what? So I can worship him also. What is Herod acknowledging in this text? He's acknowledging that he knows somebody else is supposed to be king. Not just king because you don't normally worship a king. You obey and serve a king. By adding in the fact that I too can worship him recognizes that this ain't just some human situation that I'm dealing with. And any human that thinks they can take on a supernatural thing has to be influenced by a supernatural thing. A thought like that only comes from Satan. No, no, understand. Every time in the Bible, when you see some person coming up against a divine appointed person or situation, they are being influenced by a supernatural influence that is not of this word. We get that all the time. 
people using us to do their dirty work for them and put in just enough to make us think that it's rational so that I can worship him too. First of all, remember, even when he comes again, he said, I'm not trying to come in secret. Every eye will see me. Every tongue will confess. If you hear some rumor that I came over there, no, that ain't the case. When I come, everyone will know. When I came the first time, y'all was supposed to know. You had all the information, but I can't leave this up to any one person or one church or one evangelist to let them know. When when I come, every eye will see me. Every tongue will confess me. Every knee will bow. See, when we talk about the coming of the king, we talk about these three wise men. We always focus on the gift and we miss the dynamics leading up to the finding of the king. This list, list, this last this says, we got to read this. It says, and when they heard the king, okay, we heard what you said. They obeyed the king. They departed. And then something happens. Lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is that saying? The star led them to the palace that the king was supposed to be. Oh, don't miss this. Because the star didn't start moving again. This, say it. Oh, go ahead and say it. She already figured out what I was going to She figured it out. Say it. They were, this was an ordained pit stop. <laughs> to give the fake king an opportunity to know that the real king was here. In every situation, God has always given us an opportunity to come to him. In every situation, he's always given us a chance to repent. In every situation, he's always given us a chance to know and understand. In every situation, when the Lord comes again in judgment, you will be able to see how each person was given a chance. We get our chances and our opportunities that present themselves in all aspects of our lives. And if you keep blowing off those opportunities that God gives you to come to an understanding that you can't keep living the fake life that you have. Mm. Never, never read that like that before. That the star led them to where the king was supposed to be. Star starts moving. Look what it says. It went before them till it came and stood over where the young 
child was. <laughs> no longer where he's supposed to be, no matter, no longer where he should be, I'm going to where he is. The star is now leading them to where the king, the savior, the redeemer, where he is. Look at that next text. It says, it says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Which means if they don't come out or they give up on their quest for the king, they never see the star again. Sometimes we just got to keep searching. You got to keep looking. You got to keep reading the scriptures. You got to keep studying. You can't have, Brother Kirk, you can't have no relationship with somebody you don't spend no time with. You want to know Jesus? You got to spend time with him. How do you spend time with him? Matthew, you got to crack open the book. You got to read the word. You got to take this thing in. You got to try to break it down. See, this is why we got to take time when we're reading the scriptures, because you have no idea what you're missing by trying to read fast to the get to the end. Don't get to the end. Don't look for the destination when you're reading the scriptures. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> Enjoy the journey. What does it mean? What is this saying to me? Look, 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 look. Verse 11, we're almost through, we're almost through, we're almost through. Verse 11, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child. Now, now, first of all, all the depictions that we have of them finding Jesus in the manger are inaccurate. Where he was born is not where they came. <laughs> wait a minute now, wait a minute. Where he was born is not where they found him. Are y'all missing this? You, you, uh, where he was born is not where they find him. The situation you find yourself in is not where you're going to end up, not where you're going to be. Stop thinking of yourself confined in whatever situation and circumstance you find yourself in, you got to be a dreamer and dream of not what you are, but what God can help you be. <laughs> you got to see yourself as what you want in the Lord. So, 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 they saw the young man with, his, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. See, notice they didn't ask any questions at this point. When they see him, as soon as they see him, they know him. Why did they know him? Because they had already been studying and reading about him. This is how we'll know the truth. You know the truth when you have spent time in the word, when you read the scriptures for yourself, when you study the scriptures for yourself, when somebody brings you something that's not according to the word, you don't have to guess because you... You can recognize the fake. You can't present the Pope to me like he's, he's, he's the vicar of the Lord. No. 
He don't meet none of the requirements. You can't pass that off to me. You wouldn't believe that? That's your, that's your thing. I got, I got my word for myself. I know what I need to be looking for in my king. So, so, so they opened up their treasures. They presented him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then verse 12, our final text. And being warned of God in a dream. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Who can I talk? I'm going to talk to you. Y'all can take a break. I'm talking to you. So they were warned in a dream. It's one dream, right? They represents what? More than one. It didn't say the dream came to the one and he shared the one dream with the others, right? It's one dream to the they. The they had the same dream. One church, one Lord. <laughs> what is it? One baptism. <laughs> I ain't going to give you no different word than I'm giving other people. I got a dream, and the dream is a shared dream. We dream of a time when there will be no more sickness. We dream of a time there will be no more suffering. We dream of a time there will be no more cancer. We dream of a time there will be no strife. We dream of a time there will be no more war. We dream of a time where there will be no more famines. We dream of the time where there will be no more plagues. We dream of a time where we won't have to wear masks. We dream of a day. Day when that day Woo! see Martin Luther King said I have a dream these guys can say we have a dream we have a dream that one day when the Lord himself shall break through those clouds and the trump of God shall sound. All of those that have died in righteousness will rise up. All of those who are alive and have been waiting for the return of the king. Oh, we have a dream, y'all. We have a dream. It ain't no different dreams. It is a dream that the Lord will come again. One day soon, we'll be like the, chil the children of Israel, though. We ain't going to be able to say the king is coming. We ain't going to be able to see the time is drawing short. Brother Brown, we're not going to be able to say, we're not going to say anymore that the time is coming soon. I'm looking for that day where we'll be able to say the king is here. Sing your song. Listen, as we get into these holidays and as they sing, we're going to say a quick prayer. But I want folks, if you're online, if you're in the room, if you're on Facebook, Zoom, YouTube, I want you all to start getting ready that 
we have to be prepared for the king because he is coming. The prophecies are true. We see them being revealed every day. Something is new to point to the coming of the king. But we're taking our time and making our decisions. We're taking our time and living the pursuits of this life. All of this stuff is eventually going to go away. And all you're going to be left with is, what did you do to look for the king? Nobody else can find him for you. Herod sent other people to find me. Can't nobody find this king but you. You got to search for him. You got to look for him. You got to find him. You've got to experience him. The coming of the king is soon and it is near. Take every opportunity. So as we pray, if there's somebody that wants to find the king, you've been looking for him, and you ready to find him, chat it, raise your electron hand, whatever you need to do, put your, your, let us know, we'll reach out to you online, or raise your hand where you are, or come up front. Father, we ask you to be with each person in this room as we come into these holidays and we hear more about the birth of the Savior. Let's not think about the birth of the Savior. We already know that the King is here. We're looking now for our journey to find him. We can't find him where we are. We need to keep searching and keep looking and study your word and, and engraft this word into our hearts and our minds that it become real. Father, the King is coming. Let us every day, every waking moment, let us understand that the King is coming. Let us not be distracted by other things and people that, that set in our way. No, 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 no. Let us keep focused on your word, your way, that the 